Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 37. If God is good and just, then why do evil people prosper? God is good all the time. God is just and fair all the time. Really? then why do wicked, evil people prosper? That's the question of the ages. Psalm 37 answers this question with some great advice for us as we try to live righteous, Christ-like lives. Let's dig in. So it's going to be one of my favorite Psalms. Psalm 37, a Psalm of David. Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and will live in peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. But the Lord just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and string their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right. For their swords will stab their own hearts and their bows will be broken. It is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered, but the Lord takes care of the godly. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. Those the Lord blesses will possess the land, but those he curses will die. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fail, but the Lord holds them by the hand. Once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The godly always give generous loans to others and their children are a blessing. 
Turn from evil and do good, and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice, and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever, but the children of the wicked will die. The godly will possess the land and will live there forever. The godly offer good counsel. They teach right from wrong. They have made God's law their own path, so they will never slip from his path. The wicked wait in ambush for the godly, looking for an excuse to kill them. But the Lord will not let the wicked succeed or let the godly be condemned when they are put on trial. Put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily along his path. He will honor you by giving you the land. You will see the wicked destroyed. I have seen wicked and ruthless people flourishing like a tree in its native soil. But when I looked again, they were gone. Though I searched for them, I could not find them. Look at those who are honest and good, for a wonderful future awaits those who love peace. But the rebellious will be destroyed. They have no future. The Lord rescues the godly. He is, in, he is their fortress in times of trouble. The Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. He saves them, and they find shelter in him. Oh, great advice, tell you, great advice. So here's some points to ponder. In actuality, Psalm 37 is an extended meditation of Psalm 1. And if you don't remember Psalm 1, just click on over my blog and you can click on the link And because that was the first Psalm. That was my first Sunday Psalm. In Psalm 1, we're told those who love God's word are like sturdy trees and those who hate God's words are like chaff that disappear in the breeze. And by the way, I covered what chaff was in last week's Sunday Psalm. In other words, the wicked will, in the end, lose to the almighty Lord of Lords and King of Kings, Jesus. However, Psalm 37 expands on the truth of Psalm 1 in that at times the wicked are like sturdy trees. Sometimes evil people do prosper and win. Clearly, if you look at what's going on in the world today, you shake your head and wonder why evil people do so well. Usually, our response to injustice is to get angry or anxious, which gets us nowhere but feeling sick and defeated. Yet, it's only because we are looking at the world's troubles through our human eyes. Precisely, that's what David wants us not to do. Delight yourself in the Lord. One of the first verses that I was encouraged to memorize was verse four. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Now, your heart's desires is not every single whim or want in life. No, God isn't some magic genie or a star you wish on. Pastor Sandy Adams explains, and I quote, when you find no joy in this world, delight or take joy in the Lord. Rejoice in all that Jesus is and does and gives, and he'll shape the desires of your heart. Often we pit seeking God's will against our will. God's will and our will should never be at odds. If I delight in Jesus, he promises to make my desires his desires. He'll harmonize our hearts, end quote. Isn't that a nice thought? your heart being in harmony with God's heart. Wow, wow. 
Similarly, I pray verse five every morning as I commit the day to the Lord and put my trust in him. I trust that he will guide me in wisdom and help me with whatever I have planned, whether it be a work project, a personal activity, or a day of rest. Verse six puts a stamp of approval on your work if it is a righteous cause. And Paul wrote in Colossians 3.23, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Do you? Something to think about. I'm going to read that again. Colossians 3.23, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And then verse seven is the best advice ever. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. One of the toughest things to do is to wait patiently for the Lord. Unfortunately, most of the world gets angry, loses their temper and goes into a rage, which we're told only leads to harm. So why do we do it? Verse 11 in the New King James Version reads, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Gee, doesn't that sound familiar? When Jesus quotes it in um, the, the, um, the third beatitude in his Sermon on the Mount. Do you think his audience back then recognized it? And that, and that read, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, Matthew 5, 4. Furthermore, who couldn't use peace in today's world? I thank God for his shalom every day. God is good and will never abandon the godly. In closing, I turn to the folks at Spoken Gospel who sum it up all so well. I quote, when evil seems to win, when doing right doesn't seem to pay, when the promises of God doesn't seem to come true, and when God doesn't seem to answer our prayers, it's really tempting to fret. It's easy to look around anxiously at the success of those less committed to God and his word and wish we had it like them. We wonder if obedience to God and his word is worth the cost, discipline, and disadvantages. David encourages us that yes, it's worth it. He doesn't tell us things will be great all the time when we trust in God, but he acknowledges the reality of wicked prosperity and innocent suffering. God's faithfulness isn't shown when things are always rosy for his followers on earth, but by his plan to give eternal flourishing to those who are faithful. And Jesus proves this to us. Jesus innocently suffered and was killed by corrupt politicians and hypocritical religious men. Jesus was faithful to God's word all the way to death. And God rewarded Jesus' faithfulness on earth with eternal glory and power. Every politician's need, every hypocritical tongue should bow to Jesus. Philippians 2.10. Because of Jesus, the prosperity of wicked kings is eternally cut off. Jesus is now king over every power and grants citizenship to those who have faith in him. Jesus' faithfulness to death is proof that of God's faithfulness to us and his determination to never see the righteous forsaken. Even though the wicked might rule for a time, Jesus shows us God reigns forever and his plans to uproot evil and lift up those who trust in him will never fail. 
May the Holy Spirit open your eyes to see the God who causes the wicked to vanish and the trusting to thrive. And may you see Jesus as the one who is faithful to death so that the righteous will never be forsaken. And again, that's from Spoken Gospel. Who do you trust? A church? A pope? Mary? A statue? A dead saint? A painted image? Why settle for fake religion when you can have a relationship, a personal relationship with the living God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, Almighty God, the Good Shepherd, our High Priest, and the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ? And he told us in Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Is it about time you let him in? So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and everlasting life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes or you can uh, click on over to my blog, click where it says how to know Jesus. And in the bottom of today's blog, I embedded um, some worship songs that we sang um, Friday night. We had a worship night at our church, which was beautiful. It was a lot of fun and uh, beautiful songs. So um, we are to worship him every day, all the time. God is good. Amen. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. 
Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.